Welcome to Rock That Relationship, a podcast about all things relationship with Corey and Tracy. Now let's get real and start creating relationships that rock. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rock That Relationship. We are more than excited today about our topic, which is really just about kind of understanding relationships and those internal processes that we go through to understand, you know, kind of, should we stay? Should we go? What does it mean to learn and move on? And we have what I think um, is going to be the perfect person to talk about that. We have uh, Xander from Ultimatum, the queer Ultimatum from uh, Netflix on today. And if you haven't seen the show, Folks, you have got to watch this. This is an yes, unbelievable, unbelievable um, opportunity to, to to have you know LGBTQ you know voices heard and seen. Um, and we're just really grateful, Xander, that you're here today. And um, just a, a little bit of background about the show. Uh, probably most people listening will have seen it, but really, it's a ba- the the show is called The Ultimatum. It was originally came out with. Um, with couples that were uh, male-female identified couples and uh, was premised on this idea that one partner wants to be married and the other one might be more hesitant or reluctant. Um, and there's an ultimatum given. Each of those um, partners has an opportunity to kind of repartner with another person on the show for a trial marriage for three weeks. And then then from that point on, learns a lot about themselves and goes and repartners with their original partner. Um, the, the queer version of this was fantastic. The, it was, um, it was uh, all, all, uh, you know, mostly like women identified or, um, you know, non-binary, I believe. Then was the same premise was, um, having a trial marriage with someone else on the show to kind of see what, uh, really the exploration of what what would happen. And so it, it, you know, it ends with this idea of, is there an ultimatum? Is there a marriage going forward with the original couple? So I know that I probably didn't do that any justice, Sandra, you were on the <laughs> show. I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to, you know, turn it over. Tracy's got our first question for you, but again, thank you so much for being on with us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Sandra. We totally, we so appreciate it. Um, so I just want to know what made you choose the reality show as part of your process and working on your relationship. And you can name names because the people who are on the show. Generally we don't because we don't want to get sued for our sake, but um, <laughs> you were with, you were with Vanessa and you wanted to be married and you gave her an ultimatum. Let's get married or it's time to move on. What made right, you get yeah. on a reality show? So the reality show is definitely not something that I would have, chosen for myself by any means it's definitely not in my (laughs) personality as I feel like it was very obvious especially the first four episodes um I actually I mean I don't even I don't watch television honestly that much I don't watch reality tv I had to binge watch the love is blind before (laughs) once I found out that we were on it because I was like oh I need to I need to know some sort of like how this is going to play out. So mm-hmm. um, basically what happened is Vanessa and I were actually in that predicament where she had kind of recently over sorry, I don't know, like exact timelines, but like, like four months before she found out about, about the show, she did basically tell me that she was like, I was like, you know, I'm ready. We've been dating for three and a half years. Um, I have some like health stuff and I want to go ahead and have a child's like within the next few years. I want to start like, we haven't really had those conversations yet. Can we start having those conversations for 
what does that look like for us? How would we do that, et cetera? Um, and she told me that she didn't have any intentions on that happening for mm-hmm. us. Like she wants, she wants a family or she wanted a family, but she didn't want necessarily that with me. So we were kind of in this like predicament where I wanted to move forward with our relationship and she did not. And so when she, she was, uh, I guess offered a spot on the mm-hmm. show at some point or so we interviewed for it and I was like, heck no, that is mm-hmm. not something that I <laughs> want to do at all. And eventually like once we like went through like some of the, um, process for like them explaining the show, et cetera, I was like, okay, well, this doesn't seem like one of those like trash reality shows mm-hmm. or like the gotcha show or anything. So it sounded like it was going to be helpful and they like kind of, I, put in like quotes like they put said that it was gonna be a therapeutic experience and that we are gonna be getting therapy on the show uh so well, I didn't know the whole premise of it because also the first season had not come out mm, yet until out. after we yeah yeah wow did you get therapy on the show yeah. was that part of it did that happen well or was the we, show itself just therapeutic the show that's what we found out when we got there is the mm. show itself is therapeutic which I mean in hindsight like at the time I didn't feel I was like <laughs> very upset about it but um it was therapeutic because I changed so much since the show and even since it's been aired so uh I will I will say that it was therapeutic (laughs) even though I would not be saying that a year ago yeah and for our listeners can you just give a little background you're how old and and how old were you when you guys went into the show and how old was Vanessa Vanessa and I were both 30 when we went into the show and or just like had just both of us were for this around the same time. We just uh, were 30 and then now I'm 32. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. Wow. Well, I mean, when you talk about the, the show being therapeutic, I mean, there were, you know, there were kind of two things as a, as a viewer that stood out. Um, really what, what I saw was, you know, the learning that took place over the course of the show. I mean, as a viewer, I'm sure you've uh, had so much feedback on this is that, you know, you could see kind of a transformation with you through the the entire show. But then after, when you got to the reunion special, you had talked about doing self-work too. So you had gone through some type of an intentional process post-show as well. And I was wondering if you could share a little bit about kind of what were those two processes? Did one just pick up right after the other, or did you have these kind of different epiphanies in those different time spaces? Yeah, that's a great question. So when I had actually started therapy myself for the first time a few months before we even got on the show and before we went on the show at all, because so like that was like the first time where because Vanessa and I did not go into the show on a great, great path, I would say. Like we weren't mm-hmm. neither one of us were really in a good like space to be going on a reality show by any means. So I was kind of working through some of my own stuff and then a lot of that got brought up while we were filming uh so they're like we were alone like I felt like my support system was not an option anymore like, there's just mm. so many things that happened mm. on the show that brought out a lot of stuff for me um and then after the show just because Vanessa and I had dated for four years so mm-hmm. she was mm-hmm. I had kind of made we had made each other like our everything you know quote unquote mm. so it was it was a a big thing to let go of and then after the show just trying to find myself like as as 
just Xander and not Xander and Vanessa. So like that mm-hmm. was like, you know, like that whole like identity identity uh process that people typically go through after being in a long term relationship. And then from then, like I just like I was like very committed to myself. Like I hadn't been for so many years and I I've been in therapy still every every week since the show. Um I went to like a lot of like like retreat things like I did a breathing retreat I got into yoga I got into pottery jujitsu like martial art type stuff like just like everything that was going to be syncing my mind and body together Mm -hmm. um and I did this like seminar that like helped me like it gained a lot of tools for like finding myself and feeling like aligning with myself and things like that so it's just been it's been a very it's a roller coaster of a of a journey. Um and I think that like I think all of us at some point in our lives experience this in like different ways. Like sometimes I I talk about this show as being like a car accident or like you know, like there's mm-hmm. like there's all these things that happen a in catalyst, our life. Like, like something. A catalyst, right. exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like something like I definitely needed a change in my life. Like I was I was uh losing a lot of my friends because I was focusing on Vanessa so much. My family and I did not have a good, good uh, connection anymore. Like, there was just so many things that were out of balance in my life. And this reality show for like, you know, that's like what it was for me that like just changed everything up. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm so thankful for like where I'm at today. Wow. That's, that's it's so oh, go interesting. Ahead. I was just going to say, it's so interesting that, you know, as you talk about that, when I went through a breakup that when I met Tracy, it was, it was very similar. Like I, I, I created this 44 point healing plan and I'm like, I'm going to get my life together. And I look back the same, I mean, you described it really well, this idea of this, like this car accident, it was this tragedy at the time, but then it was mm-hmm. like, in some ways it's like, gosh, I'm also glad there was a reset, right? Like it took the universe to sort of intervene with this reset to be kind of who you are today. And I'm, I'm feeling, you know, like I'm, I'm definitely relating to you on that and, and feeling that. And so I must, you must be feeling that like in your body and just like your whole oh, self yeah. probably just feels like energetically different. I would imagine. So energetically different. I mean, on so many different levels too, like, yeah, I feel like I've gotten to, I mean, because like I very, I feel very lucky because I have a lot of the resources. Like I, I was able to like maintain my job as a physical therapist. So like, I feel like financially I'm okay. Like I'm, I live in this amazing, beautiful place. I have a really good support group here. My family and I have like, just, it's like mind blowing how much like mm-hmm. we have been able to like rekindle our relationships and, mm-hmm. and just like even, even better than they've ever been. So I'm so grateful that I've like for this past year and a half that I've had all those resources to be able to like be on this path. Um, but it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just like, it's interesting to like be able to like, pull apart every piece of you in a way and like go down all these roads that like you feel like that I you have like issues with like just for example like I realize like I have this like men just like men in general I have this like huge like thing around that so forcing myself to go to jujitsu which is a very male dominated sport mm-hmm. and going in there every day like knowing that I was going to be the only female there I was like okay mm-hmm. here we go wow, wow. <laughs> Well, it, it's interesting. I've got two points. One, I was talking to a friend last night whose um, husband walked out on her like six months ago. And I was, I've been a real support for her. And one of her things was she kind of lost herself. And that was a 15 year marriage, 20 year relationship. And you talk about a catalyst and like, you know, for you, that was getting on the show. And I wonder 
you know, had you guys not gone on that show, I wonder if things would have unfolded differently. We'll never know. But, you know, for this friend, she was so her, she had given up so much of her life, you know, and it was, even though they were both unhappy, she was unhappy. It took him walking out. And she used to call me three thirty, four in the morning. She'd be calling me seven, eight times a day, just miserable. And last night she was like, I'm so happy I'm getting divorced. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> we should record this because you've come mm-hmm. so far. Right. And it's that process of finding yourself after you're in some kind of situation. And my other thing is my, the last relationship I was just in was with a person who really didn't want to be with me and wasn't in it, but yet living with me and all these other things. And I'm like, why did I continue to want to chase after that person or be with that person? You know? And so I've gone through the same stuff and Corey's been a, had a front row seat to that and been a real helper to that. But it's like, you have to, something has to happen. Even it's very unpleasant. And, you know, to get you to kind of really reflect on that stuff. And I like the reason I wanted to have you on the show is because I feel like on that show, which I love a lot of reality shows, I love Love is Blind and the first ultimatum in this one is that you really actually, I mean, you said you went begrudgingly, but you, I think of all the participants, you really took what you were being given as a lesson and, and, and an opportunity to reflect on yourself. And I really commend you for that because a lot of people can't do that. And, you know, you probably don't think you're that young, but I like, oh my gosh, you're so young. Um, <laughs> you know, you're well, doing the, this Tracy, young... it's probably because you're, you're very old. Why don't we just put it well, in I, your I, I am very old. I'm getting, I'm getting as old as you. Older. But the thing is to do that when you're young and then you, you've done this now, so, you know, will help you going forward, right? You're not going to waste the 20 years you know, the next 20 years mucking around and being with somebody who maybe isn't in the same place you are. Do you feel that way? Yeah. And I think that that was something that I feel like I, in a, in a way, so we were the first week that we got there, we were, um, that was like during the speed dating period. And I I mean, I'm a, I'm more of an introverted person. So I actually like spending a lot of time alone and by myself and everything, but it's different when you're forced to do that. Mm-hmm. So if we were secluded mm-hmm. in a hotel room and we would just leave the hotel room to do these speed dating, kind of similar actually as like the, the love is blind uh, scenario, except for that we were actually going on physical dates with these people. Um, but otherwise, if we didn't have any phones or anything, we weren't allowed to like leave our hotel room freely or anything. So it was like a very, it's like a sequestering period. But were and you and I Vanessa th- in the same hotel room or separate hotel rooms? No, separate. So wow. I would oh I didn't gosh. talk to her at all. Wow. At all. wow. Yeah. From like the moment that <laughs> I think it was filmed. Yeah. Like when she left <laughs> that first time, I didn't, I was not talking to her at all. Like I would see her out on her dates while I was on my dates, but I couldn't talk to her. Um, wow. So I felt, and like, because where, where I've reflected now, like I do feel like that I was kind of in a unhealthy codependent relationship in a way, because that's what we, we made. Like that we both mm-hmm. did, did did that. Um, I felt so so alone, and I like really hit a lot of like really low points. And I feel like I really like kind of broke down a lot of times like in that hotel room. And I I felt like I was like I needed like I had something to prove as like to myself. Like I needed to get myself out of this, and I was gonna be the I was gonna be the only one that could do that. Like no mm-hmm. one else is gonna is out there to help me. It's just it's just me and myself. Um, so because of that, I I had decided like I'm in this like this is the time that like for me to figure things out and it's being given this time given to you 
exactly. And, and I, and I wonder too, cause I've, I've wondered that I've questioned this and like reflected on it before. And I've been asked this, like, do I think that like Vanessa and I would have broken up or I would have, I would be at where I'm at today without the show. And I, I think that I was in that direction because I had also, I like to give myself like timelines, I guess, like, but I had told myself like, if, if Vanessa and I had not worked it out by January, I was like, I was going to be done and it was going to be hard. And I really do think that I would have dragged my feet. And I think that it would have been somehow more, more complicated than it was on the show. If we weren't on the show, because it just, it was not a healthy relationship. Like there was like a lot of like manipulation and other things too, that were, that were happening. And I don't feel like that I was in a strong enough space while I was around her. Mm -hmm. So I think like, being removed from that was the best thing for me. Hmm. Wow. So interesting, right? Like, and, and, and being an introvert, I'm assuming you couldn't reach out to friends. Like you were cut off, right? Like you couldn't reach out to friends or family. So you were like on a, like a silent retreat, except being let out to go on dates and then see your partner <laughs> dating other people. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's like wow. crazy. Cause it doesn't, when you watch it, it doesn't, you don't really see that. Right. And so, right. But it, it is like a gift in a way, though. It, a, like a terrible gift, but you know, <laughs> like you were in the situation, so you had to make the best of it. Exactly. And it was like, I, I mean, I think like, I, it's funny that you like mentioned it was like a retreat because I, I, when I was on my like little self healing journey, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm going to go on this silent meditation retreat, which I'm glad I didn't because I don't think that would have been great for me at that time. <laughs> it was too much, but, um, but at least with those, like they have, they have tools. They're like, yeah. Here's, mm-hmm. like go do yoga, you do your meditation. Right. And like, you had to figure your own tools out hmm. at, on wow. the show, you know, with nothing, Which, with no friends. With nothing. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. No, wow. no therapy. You could go insane. Yeah. You oh, go insane. How, I, I felt like I was. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and you're well, an int- you just said you're an introvert. I mean, I'm an extrovert. Right. I would have lasted 30 seconds and then I would have talked to yeah, everybody who came to like change my towels in the room. I would have been like, let me tell you my life story. Tracy would have well, just, you know, on the- I would have jumped out the window and I was supposed to go to Japan the year before. And there was the whole COVID thing. And they were like, oh, you could get stuck in a hotel for 12 days. And I was like, no, I'm not risking mm-hmm. it. Like if I have to be in a Japanese hotel watching Japanese TV by myself, I will go out the window. Like I can't take it. And if like they don't tell you that stuff before you get on the show. So you're not, I mean, do, do they say bring like 12 books or bring some notebooks or did they give you like a packing stuff. list? It's so, no, I mean, I don't, I don't really remember actually, but I did, I was already doing my journaling and stuff because I was in therapy. And it's funny, like one of the producers at one point, they were like, What's like, like, what's with all you queer people in journaling? I'm like, what else are we going to do? Like, we're all like losing our minds here. <laughs> right, right. Wow. Queer people love journals. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we like stuff work. We have to do it. <laughs> Some of us, not all of us. I, yeah, I have yeah. Wow. That's true. That's exactly. True. Oh. Well, so it, you you had mentioned though that you you know you think you probably would sort of at least be maybe where you're at to some extent because you had given yourself a timeline. What about kind of that process of that self realization? I know that you said it was probably a little it would have been a little trickier, more complicated, particularly because you know you know with breakups it's like you know I, I had a situation similar where it was like I'm going to break up and then it was like oh I don't know maybe I'm not but like if we had been forced to like literally be a part with the show it would have made it more distinct, right? Like I would have known that that was happening. 
Um, so what about your own self process though? Having, you know, if you had done it on your own, were there things that you think definitely because of who you are would have been things you would have done anyways? Like, would you have maybe considered this like silent retreat anyways? Are these things just sort of in your toolbox or are they really coming from what you learned during the show? Yeah, I think that they they are more innate to me, like they because they feel that's why I gravitate to them so much. Um, with a lot of those things, like I'm definitely, I've gotten a lot more into like my spiritual practices and things like that, which is nice because that was so, I I feel like I had, um, suppressed that a lot while I was in my relationship with Vanessa because that's just not how she is, which is totally fine. Uh, right. but. I I've gotten to explore so much more of that now, which I love. And I feel like that I'm really finding like my people and like mm-hmm. the people that I connect with the most, like now that I'm, that I'm in that. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think that, I don't know. I think I just really wasn't myself as much, mm-hmm. which is strange to think about like during that, like I was, I was a version of myself and a version of the person that I've, was with Vanessa and maybe possibly also like the person that she wanted me to be too, because I think that was another thing that I've realized is I, I was also like in that state of like people pleasing in a way too, which I, I, to me feels noticeable on the show. You know, you're always like your worst self critic. So I've like, like done a lot of like digging into like, (laughs) Oh, it's interesting that I did that. It's interesting that I said that, but yeah. Yeah. So you watched, you you watched it back. I know some people don't watch it back. Yeah, you watched all the episodes. So we, I guess we didn't have to, but so before the reunion, also this is the reason why we all kind of looked pretty tired. Like I was so exhausted because we, (laughs) I think I got the tablet for them to allow us to watch the the whole show at like 4 p.m. And I don't think I finished until like 4 or 5 a.m. Wow. Um, So yeah, so I I watched the whole thing and then I watched it again uh, when it was aired when everyone else was watching it. Do you think that was helpful for you to watch it? I mean, everyone I did look shell shocked on the reunion. I have to say Every, it was, yeah. it was very interesting. It was, I, I mean, I love these shows. I love the love is blind. Like I said, and I did notice like on this, ep- this particular season, it did look like everyone was just calm deflated. Like what on earth happened here? Yeah, I think there was a, I think there's a lot of things going on with that. I think that there was a lot of people that had not spoke in a long time. Like I had not talked to, Z- I had not talked to Vanessa in pretty much a year. I hadn't talked to Yoli in oh, many months. Like, so there was like no one knew how they felt about each other. Right. Yeah. So it was just like a lot of like very like, weird energy. But, um, yeah, I think that it was helpful. I, I had a, a really hard time after the reunion, like after watching all that. Um, I had a, like a solo trip planned for myself and it got dark and heavy after that. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually, I'm looking back now. I'm thankful for that period of time because then that didn't happen while everyone else was watching it. You know, I had already like yeah. gone through my feelings about how I was you know, the edited version and things like that and not having to do that while the rest of the world is watching it, which uh, there is a lot of shows that, that they watch at the same time everyone else does. Well, that, 
That is hard. And my best friend has a photographic memory, apparently, for everything that I've ever done. And I'm like, okay, enough. Like, <laughs> if somebody had video of my life, I don't think I could watch it. I don't think I could do yeah. it. I don't want to know. Like, you don't, you won't, she won't you even know? listen to our podcast. She's never listened to I one know. of our recordings. She says, well, I don't my like, voice is really annoying. I don't like it's my voice. And I'm like, well, if we want other people to like your voice, I mean, yeah, but. But wow. it's more like to see yourself and, you know, so Corey and I are ex- both extroverts and we're external processors. And by the way, all of our podcast episodes will really help you in your journey. And that's what we talk about, right? Like we are constantly processing. And so I'm processing everything that's happening to me in real time. And then we process it on the show. But like, it's one thing for us to verbally do it, to watch myself and to see like, and you know, don't feel bad about that relationship with Vanessa. I'm sure you don't now you've worked through it, but everybody, we've mm-hmm. all been that way, right? Like mm-hmm. you do lose yourself. I was married for eight years and took care of my wife's children, you know? And after you come out of that, you're like, wow, you know, I didn't get, you know, I didn't work. I didn't have a salary. I didn't, what was I thinking? But when mm-hmm. you're in something, you are in it. And I, mm-hmm. you know, to me, that's a good thing. And again, like, this kind of self-reflection you're doing is it's phenomenal because it really will have, there's so many people who cannot do it, who are decades ahead of you, or, you know, it took me a long, long time to do this work. And I've told people who aren't doing it, like, they're like, Oh, I'll end up in the fetal position or I'll never stop, you know, crying or this. And I'm like, okay, for a little bit, but you mm-hmm. will, your, all of your relationships will be better. Your friend relationships, family. I mean, you said you've, you've reconnected with family, right? Like, Everything will be better. Yes, it will be hard. And you had your dark times. And how did you get through those? Oof. I mean, so many different things. Like, I feel like it changed so much because as I would uncover, like, one layer, I would, you know, I would need something else. That's why I, like, I feel like I was constantly picking something else. Like, I would try this for a little bit. Okay, that's enough. All right, and then I would do this thing, like, there's just, I had to just keep feeling, feeling out like what felt good to me at that, like during mm-hmm. each of those times. So, so yeah, I mean, it was like so many, th- so many things. And I, even like it all came in like phases too. So like I, you know, I don't have like that big of a family, but I would go, you know, I would try and like work my relationship with my mom first. Like I couldn't do everything at once. It was like little mm-hmm. by little, like mm-hmm. work me and my, me and my mom working on things like me talking to my therapist about working my relationship with my mom. Then the next step was my sister, my oldest sister. Haven't, haven't even gotten to my middle sister yet. Like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that hasn't been like completely rekindled yet. So there's just like, it's just taking it easy because I definitely wanted to go full force and be like, I'm going to change everything right now today. And it's <laughs> right. like, you, you get humbled with that real quick. And you're like, that's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not the way life works. So mm-hmm. yeah. So just kind of like feeling now and like just having a lot more like gentleness with myself and feeling like, do what you can today, do what you can this week, but also give yourself time to like recover and recoup and not try and just like push yourself to death. Mm-hmm. You know, that totally resonates with me. I think the the point that I love so much is this idea of giving yourself time and understanding that not everything is going to work that you're going to try, or maybe something that you did that works might just stop working. It might stop mm-hmm. feel feeling good. Um, I, I mean, I, it's when I, after my breakup, I did, I did everything. Like it was just, it was like the smorgasbord of like it's self care. And it was so, I got overwhelmed. Like I literally remember laying in bed, holding love crystals, literally had gone to the crystal shop, got love crystals, sweaty palm, 
crying my eyes out, calling for a soulmate. And I, I look back at that and I'm like, that might've been the darkest moment because I was willing to do anything and everything. And I think what you're, you know, what you're really talking about is important is kind of slowing that process down, giving yourself some grace, paying attention to what matters, paying attention to yourself and how you're experiencing what it is that you're setting out to do. Because I think so many people try to rush through the pain. They rush through the hurt or they rush around it or they, they don't even acknowledge it. Right. And, and that's not what helps us transform. And, and that's not what helps mm-hmm. us heal. And it sounds like for you, your process has been more, um, kind of sustained. And do you, mm-hmm. I mean, has it, have you, do you feel like there are things that have stuck with you all the way through that, you know, that you started doing towards the beginning of kind of the healing that you're still doing now more out of like habit or interest or that they just work? Um, I, I mean, I kind of have always had this, like, I, I realized that I do, I have for a long time, I've done a good job taking care of myself. Like I, I enjoy like exercising. I cook and eat healthy. I usually drink enough water, like all these things that like, I like for my clients, like I'm always like, make sure that those are like the top three things that they're doing. So I, I do a good job of taking care of myself, but I, what I realized that I don't do a I wasn't doing a great job of is loving myself. Like, at, like mm-hmm. that just like wasn't happening, which is like, I don't know. Like sometimes I feel like so like cliche and like saying that, but it, that's really mm-hmm. like what it is, is I feel like I was pouring out so much love to Vanessa or just giving so much of myself, which I didn't mm-hmm. even have anything to give mm-hmm. at most of the times. So now that I'm doing all these things like my meditation and my yoga and even like when I do cook and listen to podcasts or music, like I feel like I'm pouring more and like empowering myself to do more things in order to give to others. Um, even if it's just like listening to like my roommate have like a conversation or her telling about my day, because before I would just like sit and listen to it, even though in my head I'm like, God, can you like, I don't want to hear any more of this. But, like, <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah. Yeah. I think so that's, I think, that's yeah. so important though. And like everything that I'm doing now in this kind of spiritual way, which Corey, since we met and we talk about it on the podcast, like all kinds of weird things have happened, but I actually have been to psychic several times, the same one. She's like right on point and an astrologer. And it's every message I get is to love myself. And, and for the first time after this terrible relationship, I was just in like, my therapist is like, this is the first time I've heard you grieve for yourself because really why Mm -hmm. am I pouring into a unfillable cup, right? I'm putting all my energy into this cup that the water's just draining out the bottom. And then I'm not having what I need for myself. And when that other person can't give back to you and you continue to give to them, it's really because you're trying to give to yourself. So I don't, I don't think it's cliche at all. I think it's what everyone needs to get to. Like that's right. the most important thing we need to get to, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that also helps like with, I mean, just like with conflict in general, because I feel like when we do start giving to others, when we can't, when we don't have anything to give, like then we start growing resentment mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. them, but it's not even like them. It's we're the ones giving right. it to them. So right, it right, is right. like you said, like kind of like grieving, grieving yourself and like your decisions right. that you made. And your life, like what happened to you in your life. And, you know, now that we've done this podcast and I was married to a therapist for eight years and I could not hear what she was saying to me while we were married. It wasn't until we got divorced and I had the same therapist in the marriage and then out of the marriage. But for some reason, like I couldn't integrate all that until after. And so much of this is about attachment stuff that 
is from your childhood. And I'd be like, oh, my parents didn't affect me. And then I'd have failed mm-hmm. relationship, failed relationship. And I was the cause of that, right? And I couldn't see why. And it's because of those things that we need to go back and fix. And I really, I don't, I think that's literally, it's for all of us to do that work. Mm-hmm. You know? I think it's our responsibility. Yeah. Because if you love mm-hmm. yourself, you're going to radiate out happiness. And if you love yourself, then you can truly love another person instead of mm-hmm. kind of being there as their doormat or their servant or their, you know, I'll give to you, I'll give to you. But where's for you? You know, mm-hmm. like, exactly. who was it? We taught somebody recently, like, it's like the airplane analogy. You've got to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you mm-hmm. can put it on another person. Because if you mm-hmm. don't, there'll be nothing left of you, you know? Exactly. So I, again, I think that's, you're doing work that it takes people decades longer usually to do. And maybe the show pushed you in that direction and maybe you would have gotten there on your own, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would well, you, would you do the show again? Uh, <laughs> man. If you had to do it, if you had to do it all over I mean, again, would you do it I again? think, I think I would. Cause if I really think about it, I mean, it was hard. A lot of parts of it were hard, but I would definitely do it again because I just can't, I mean, I can't really think of anything else. I mean, I know I've done like a lot of the work and like, and things like that. And like, I'm still like grateful for like my therapist and my community and et cetera, but I just can't imagine anything else that can speed up time that much mm-hmm. in a way. Like you can get so mm-hmm. much done and I got so much done in three months. I learned mm-hmm. so much. Like I, ended a relationship that I truly did not think that I could ever walk away from, mm-hmm. which I think that that's like another reason why the show is really relatable because that is something that I think a lot of people feel is like, wow, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I can ever like, I've had thousands of messages of people saying that they resonated like with, with that and people that are in similar situations and they're like, how did you do it? I'm like, well, I don't recommend going on a reality show necessarily, <laughs> but there are other ways around it. <laughs> Yeah. What, what have you, what kinds of things have you, have you responded back to them or like, do you have any tips for them? Um, usually I, I always recommend seeing a therapist because I feel like that that's like the best thing. Like I can't be anyone's therapist. I'm not like, I could be, a, I could be your physical therapist, but I can't, <laughs> right. like, you know, I can't do any of that work. I'm not like a clinical psychologist by any means. So I, I usually recommend that, uh, try to find like their community, like, Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't have as much of a queer community. There's mm-hmm. actually not that much queer community here in Hawaii either, but I I have lived elsewhere that I have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other than that, I think it's my main lesson, which was learn- learning to like love myself and align my values with the people that I was surrounding myself with. So like, I don't think, you know, like now, like when I reflect back, like there was so many things that Vanessa like would do or say or et cetera, like on a daily basis that didn't sit well with me. And I would just, I would just allow it, you know, cause I thought mm-hmm. that that was like all I deserved or there's all kinds of things, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you, as you talk about this, you talk about the people that are reaching out to you. We can only imagine that. I, I mean, you're probably inundated with messages. And so thank, thank you for responding to Tracy's or, you know, be on yeah. the show. Um, <laughs> You know, what's it been like for you publicly? I mean, are you, uh, well, both publicly and personally have, have any, you know, have any of your friends kind of, you know, reacted a certain way since you've been on the show or, you know, or anybody kind of 
publicly that you don't know? I mean, are you getting a lot of support? What What's kind of been your public experience? Yeah, I mean, I had no idea how it was going to be perceived. And like I said, like I really internally struggled after watching myself when I they when I watched the show the first time. So I was just like, I didn't know what was coming. And I mm-hmm. feel like I kept like every like cause they would drop the episodes four at a time, right? So they dropped the first first four, and I got so much love and so much support. And I was like, oh, this is like like the best <laughs> hug in the world. This feels so good. Um, so validating for a lot of reasons and then the next four dropped still got a lot of love which I was like super appreciative for so I think that's like that's been the main thing like there I haven't really had fortunately too much hate which is just blows my mind um and yeah I I don't know I'm I'm just beyond grateful like every day like when I just like see more people that want to connect and and they're sharing their stories and you know like they want to like learn tips from me and things like that which is just it's a really cool experience that I just never would have anticipated that I would have been in did the yeah. people that you already knew like in your life before did you tell them like hey I'm at, I'm going to be off the grid obviously you had to give them some reason that you weren't going to be contacting them but mm-hmm. um did was this like a surprise to them? Were was there a lot of judgment before or after the show aired? I I think that there was probably some judgment. I didn't really hear a lot of it when I would try. Like for example, like after the show, you know, I didn't go into like full detail, but I was very. That was another reason why I was like kind of like isolating myself because I didn't know. Like, how am I going to make new friends or try and start a new relationship and be like, by the way, there's this weird thing that's about to happen, you know? Um, right. So uh, I did very, very, right. Intimate stuff aired. Right. Yeah. So the people that I did tell, like, I, the biggest question that I would usually get is be like, people be like, why would you do something like that? And like, that just didn't, mm. I didn't love hearing that because it felt like as mm-hmm. if I did something wrong, yeah. you know, by going on that. So I would say like though like when I would hear start hearing responses from that even from people that I had known for a while I was learning a lot of my own boundaries and I would just be like okay can't talk to them as often you know so like I would just still like just try and keep the good energy around me and like the people that were supportive of me and continue to be supportive of me like during my hard times and during when the the show was airing and now even afterwards like those are the ones that I that I maintain like uh like consistent connections with on a day-to-day basis and everyone else is like I don't know like I've had like people like just like from like high school from that I haven't heard from years of course like reach out and stuff and you know I'll like chat with them but I don't give them too much like I'm not trying to like tell them everything yeah yeah we we talk Corey and I talk about that all the time like an inner circle and then you have the middle circle Mm -hmm. and then outer Mm -hmm. circle and it's very important I think and as we especially for gay people like to create community, you know, you're in a different position because you're very well known now, right? Um, but you know, you have to know who you can trust, and I think that is across the board. Like, who can you trust? Where you have to set up boundaries, just like you said. Like, I've had people in my life that, you know, so my life was pretty negative growing up, and so I don't want that anymore because I carried that with me until I was like, you know, 50 years old. And now the past three years, I've done so much work. I'm really, truly a different person. And I, you know, like when people say, oh, people can't change. Well, they can, but it requires intention 
and, and, you know, seeking out that stuff, but like, who can you trust really? Like, I don't want the negativity in my life. It just, it makes, like, I recognize it immediately now from people and I'm like, nope, mm -mm. I can mm -hmm. keep you out here, you know, but I'm not going to let you in here because you deserve joy. You deserve happiness. You deserve love. And, and, you know, I feel sort of similar to you in this relationship you just had and the one that I had where I was like, why am I accepting these crumbs? And why am I okay with that? And I'd be like taking out the garbage and like, why am I okay with being treated like crap, you know, or garbage? Exactly. Like, because you have to go back deep and see, okay, that's why. And I think, yeah, a therapist is number one, like a good trained therapist, you know, to mm -hmm. let you see that stuff. And it's just, do you feel like this journey, like you're happier now as a person than maybe you were before? You feel so better? So much happier. Like every every part of me. Like that's a lot of the stuff that like my therapist and I work on is like the parts of me, like all like you know, like the seven year old Xander and like all this other stuff. Like mm -hmm. I feel like every part of me is happier. And so great. Like it doesn't mean that like I I mean I still wake up in the morning and like I'll still feel like shit or I don't want to wake up or I don't want to go to work and like there's still like all those mm -hmm. normal things, right? But like right. my whole like internal being has changed and shifted where I do feel so much happier and happier like in a way like where I feel like my confidence has improved I feel like I do feel like my boundaries like I know how to use those my communication skills have improved my tools for when I am feeling sad and free. like all of those things like that's what makes me happy like it's not necessarily like and I that's what I feel like I've is a huge change is because I used to really rely on someone else to provide me happiness. Like, mm -hmm. and now I'm getting, I'm starting to learn how to get it from myself more. So yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's wonderful. And, you know, and that's the, the cool part too, is, you know, like I think to, to the movie, Jerry Maguire, you know, that you complete me thing. And it's like, I don't want anyone to complete mm -hmm. me. Right. Like this idea that I want to be, I'm complete and happy yes. like you're talking about. And I want to meet someone else who is also complete and happy because that's also, you know, you know, the kind of the danger is, you know, you, you know, being all, you know, being confident and happy and everything, and then meeting someone who ends up kind of sucking some of that away. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's, the, you know, that's also part of it is, you know, as you talk about recognizing your boundaries is being able to, to draw in and attract friends and, and connections and people that, that are whole themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. Or at least working towards wholeness is that's kind of what we. Exactly. Think. And that's, that's definitely my biggest thing and like what I am like looking for like in a like future partner is like I don't need someone that has all of their shit figured out sorry I don't have anyone that has like has all their stuff figured <laughs> out but like I just I just need like to know that they are like willing able like and like ready to to do the work and so that we can also do our own work so we're gonna have our own stuff to figure out like um and I also just feel like too we you know, like all of us now, like are, have worked so hard to be where we are today. And I don't want to give, I don't want to just give that away to people anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that food Corey says I'm in my, uh, don't put baby in a corner phase. Um, and like, you know, that I, I don't want anyone to steal my joy anymore. And even though I just mm -hmm. went through some kind of red flag, you know, red flags burning nightmare, I, was still very happy and I still maintain myself. And my friends are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, it's got a purpose. I know it. I don't know why, but like I'm, I'm here. And you know, now that I, and I would say that to that person, it's like, you're not going to take away the happiness that I built inside. 
but that takes a long time to come to. And again, I love to commend our guests. You're just, it's amazing what you've done, really. Like, you really, it's, it's phenomenal. And, and I, I think you'll appreciate it more as you just kind of get, see more people in the world and, and the people who aren't doing it. And, you know, my ex-wife, I would say, well, wow, you're so terrible. You're a therapist and you don't like, you know, you're judgmental on me for being a trauma victim. And she's like, that's not what I'm upset about. I'm upset that you haven't processed your stuff. And when you don't process your stuff, you basically spew it out on everybody. And I did not see that until it was done to me by somebody else with the same issue. Mm. And then I was like, oh, now I get it, right? And so, yes, maybe that relationship was not the best for you and all that. And I think it's good to see, like, that person has their own process, you know, but that's Mm -hmm. not her own thing to do. And you have to be always your own person and say, one of the things, the greatest things I heard was, why do we always get in a relationship and we say, what does that other person need? And we never say, what do I need about around you know out of this and I never was that person I never said that and I'm getting there I'm not 100% there but it's like what do I need out of this and then if I'm getting that then I think you know it's a better relationship for both people because they also need to say that and you Mm -hmm. have to come together and can you just repeat one more time like in your future partner what you want you want someone to what do the work they don't have to be perfect right but they have to have a desire to do the work Exactly. Yeah. And I think like, cause like what you're saying too, is like, as I do continue to like get older and have like new trials and like new things that are coming at me, like I do feel like better, like equipped and prepared that I have the tools. We'll see if they work or not at that time. But if I have someone that I feel like that I can like trust and rely on and build like, because they are solid within themselves and then therefore like we're more solid together that that's like, I feel like all I could, could ask for. Mm-hmm. That's fabulous. Well, what's what's next for you on the horizon? This, the, uh, you know, your your this kind of self empowerment journey, or professionally, or just enjoying Hawaii. Like, what's what's kind of in, in your uh, wheelhouse this this next maybe year or so? Um, I've I've been like for a while. I've been wanting to start my own thing and like create something new like I always keep I keep talking about it like in a way of like where I'm tired of like paying for someone else's mortgage in a way like that's how Mm -hmm. I kind of feel about working for someone else right now so Mm -hmm. I'm just like recently created like a virtual physical therapy um yoga instructor business so it's like very new very like just getting getting things all just the little things figured out right now but I'm hoping to kind of just let that explode throughout the the next year I'm like in a business mentorship right now because I don't know anything about a business so I'm just like getting mm-hmm. the experts to help me out mm-hmm. um and and I just hope to travel like I want to go and like see some places and like connect with some new people and like just kind of see like where things take me I feel like I've done so much internal work and I'm ready to like come out of get off the rock for a little bit and yeah. go explore <laughs> Yeah, if you could go anywhere, like you could take a trip, you know, next week, where would you go? I am in the process of planning a trip to Spain. Like the only place that I've been in Europe is is Italy, and I I don't know, like something about Spain is like really calling me. That's awesome. As Tracy and I always say, go with your calling, right? Yeah, exactly. Go, Go with your calling. Absolutely. Well, Xander, it has been absolutely awesome to talk to you today. Really, again, appreciate you spending some time with us and. 
you know, sharing a lot about what you've been through these last, well, it's been a couple of years now, but just your whole process and, and really the authenticity that you bring and the inspiration that you bring to the people that are listening to say, you know, again, when people listen to the show, we want them to think, you know, like you're not alone. Like you're not alone. There are all of us are going through these really tough times and we've found some of us have found solace in, in things that work or directions of, of, you know, that we can take things to learn about ourselves. And sometimes we end up you know, curled up with a pint of ice cream watching Bridget Jones's diary or whatever. But sometimes <laughs> we, you know, we find things that, that do work and anything that can help people feel like they're not alone. We've all, you know, we're all going through this. So thank you again so much for your, your, just your insight and your, like I said, your authenticity. Um, anyways, folks, we are about out of time. We're wrapping up and we are again in the dating season. Hope you all have enjoyed what you've been listening to. And until our next episode, go out there and rock those relationships. If you liked what you heard, check out our show notes for resources from today's episode. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Rock That Relationship and go to our website at rockthatrelationship.com for updated episodes and more great information. Thanks for listening. Now go rock those relationships.